Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Welcome Hello. back. We are live with a brand new episode today. Super excited. I hope that y'all were able to watch yesterday's quick chat with Pastor Ryan because it was really powerful and good if you haven't go back and watch the replay. But today we have a brand spanking new episode for you and here's what we've got in store for you this Tuesday. You know the Tuesday lineup. We know the Tuesday lineup. Here's what's coming right now. It's family chat. With Serena! Serena's here. Hi, family. She's here. And then after family chat, right at 12 o'clock, we are going to go into Will It Muffin. And neither Buddy or I have to participate in this one today. There was some rejoicing on my end. Mm. And then after mm. 12, or right at 12.10, we're going to hop into a time of prayer. It's going to be awesome. Followed by Bible trivia, where you can win some coffee on us if you were the first person to get the answer correct in the comments. After that, it's going to be What's the Word? And we have a super special guest for What's the Word. It's going to be Pastor and Buddy and probably my favorite guest that we've ever had on. Probably. But right now, it's family chat with the one and only Miss Serena Crabtree. I'm so happy you're I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Serena and I are having like a sing-along off camera. Okay. If you ever want to hear the worst like Moana rendition ever. <laughs> that neither of us know the words to. No, it was just lots oh, of da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Go ahead and get your typing fingers ready because we're about to hang out with family chat. Y'all, we gave you a day off of family chat we need to rebond what did you guys do yesterday for labor day put in the comments what you did um did you have fun did you enjoy it um i hope that it was really good but right now we're going to dive into question number one of the day buddy greets you online. hi husband <laughs> question number one have you ever been on tv i have yep i've been on the news i'm on tv right now that is true. Streaming in your That homes. is true. Homes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, so I true. have. You are. I have. I, I did sports a little bit, and I did things in high school, oh. and so every now and then I'd pop on there. But I think other than, like, streaming platforms like this, I don't, I don't think so. Nothing in a great big way. No. Uh, Julie says that they did a car commercial. Wow. Julie Buck, I've got some questions. Yeah. Um, Prilla says that she purged her closet and hung drapes. She loved it. That's a productive Labor Day. Prill was on the news in her 20s. Um, Kevin gave an interview on the news in Ooh. 2003. Yeah, I think that mine was like uh, one of those local news. And in mm -hmm. local news, the karate champion, whatever. And it was like Were karate Were you the karate stuff. champion? I was. Uh, in eighth grade, I played, I did karate. And they had like different age brackets oh. and like rankings and stuff. So for my age... Bracket and belt ranking. I was the fighting champion of the state for my age division. I had a really big trophy. So don't fight, Barrett. It's true. Is the moral of this story. It's true. Um, Johnny <laughs> says yes. Um, when were you on TV? I need more information. Corey says wow. I'm going to assume that it was a wow as to you're shocked that I was a karate champion. I'll take it. Um, Kevin says it was Maine. She was the only one. That's not true. I fought black belts, actually. <laughs> Um, they were young, but so was I. <laughs> Boom. Uh, there weren't many, but. Oh, that's funny, Kevin. Uh, okay, question number two. Dun, 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 dun. Have you ever saved someone's life? Yes. I've gone soul winning. Yep. So. Yep. Physically, no. 
<laughs> Corey says that they were on TV when they were seven. That's cool. Um, yeah, if we're talking physically, I have not, not physically. But he says that he's led someone to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I, I've done that. I've, I shared a testimony on here a while ago. I, there have been some youth kids who had planned to, like, kill themselves, like, and commit suicide. And they came to church, and I led them. The Lord had wow. me lead them to Jesus, and they are alive. So that's, that's pretty cool. cool. George, mm -hmm. however, George, like, I mean, that story is cool. But George <laughs> has, like, the physical stories of a physically saved someone. Um, Julie says that Austin saved a little boy in a swimming pool. That's Aww, cool. Wow. Um, Kevin said that he had been in, that he was in a 25-year career that if he didn't save people's lives, he'd lose his job. I would like to hear some um, of those stories. Yep. George, okay, so George is the one who, like, George was in the Army for 20 years, so clearly very similar, like, he needed to do that professionally. Mm -hmm. But then I remember there was one time where there was a group of us from church. We had gone out to eat, and I got distracted because my husband walked in. <laughs> anyway, we went out to eat, and there was a car crash that had happened outside the uh, restaurant, and, like, the car was, like, smoking, and, on like, the yeah. front of it was on fire, and George, like, ran outside and, like, pulled people from the cars. Wow. And this, is, this is very much in his repertoire of behavior. That's amazing. George is Captain America. Um... Priscilla says that she saved her brother from a black widow spider. That's impressive. That, that is saved brave. Life, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, question number three. Three. Do, do, do. <laughs> I have to take Buddy's job and make fun of Barrett for her little jingles. But you're not making fun, you're participating. <laughs> okay, I didn't see but it. I, didn't I wasn't Sorry. paying attention. <laughs> we are in our own world. Have you ever gone viral online? No. no. This is this is viral. <laughs> it's could true. be. This is true. But other than that, no, I'm not that cool. Yeah, no. I've never I mean I've had like things that I've done shared, but not like in viral status. No. No. I I asked Buddy I think this is the one I asked Buddy and Buddy like made mention of like different singing videos. There are music videos of Buddy in YouTube if you ever want to go digging. That could very easily go viral. What an exciting challenge. Guys, if you want to help Buddy go viral, go on YouTube and go digging for Buddy Crabtree music videos yes. and share your favorite. Um, Holly wants to know what makes it viral. That's a good question. What do you think makes it viral? I would say it would probably have to be a certain amount of shares. Yeah. So. Like a thousand? I was going to say a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a thousand shares or comments or both. Yeah. Buddy says that you'll never find the music videos that way. I feel like that's a challenge. Catch me after the broadcast. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk. I love Serena. Serena <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> okay, question number four. Catch me, Catch after, me the after the broadcast. Have you ever worn Crocs? That's a hard no from me. <laughs> Marky no. put up on the youth Instagram last week, like, are Crocs cool? And I, I was like, no, they're no. not. But I don't understand how they're still a thing. Like, mm -hmm. they were, they're, it's not just that they're a thing, like, they're expensive. And they're making, like, different styles. Yeah. Like, I saw Croc boots, I think, before, yeah. which I didn't know they did that. Um, okay, we've got, we've got some, we've got some Ooh. comments. Buddy says that he tried on his mom's Crocs on Saturday. 
Uh, Julie says yes and still proudly do <laughs> at home. Julie was saying that Crocs are very, very comfortable, so I'll give it that. Kevin says no Crocs have ever been on these feet. Mm. Grayson says yes. Can I make a clarification? Yes. There are actually no shoes on Kevin right now. So. This is true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, Grayson says yes. Johnny says yes. Holly says yes, I've worn Crocs many different times. Kevin, that's valid. Kevin says that Crocs are the jelly shoes of today. So, <laughs> Grayson said yes, but that middle school was a rough time. <laughs> so, I always vehemently disliked Crocs. Like, mm -hmm. I never, I understand, like, um, I understand if they're, like, at-home shoes, like, you're just wearing them at home, right. like, you're going to wear them outside, they're your quick, like, slip-on, slip-off mm -hmm. shoes, you're not wearing them out in public, sure. Yeah. That's fine. That's like slippers. Yes. But I never understood wearing them in public, and then my mom, for Christmas one year, got me, like, a special custom brand of, like, off-brand Crocs, like, not Crocs, but, like... Okay mock Crocs, mock and they were purple Crocs. and had flames painted upon them, and I, yeah, I put those on my feet in my room, and then they went in my toolbox <laughs> and stayed at the bottom for the rest of their lives. That's great. That's where they were. But no, they're expensive. They like, are. I looked them up with Marky. Mm -hmm. This is about to be a, a I'll, I won't make it deep. But I have different friends that'll wear like the ballet shoe formats like at work and you can't okay. super tell that they're Crocs. But the weird like back strap like, yeah. holes on the top, mm -hmm. they're like 50 bucks. Just the strap? No, like the whole shoe, mm -mm. 50 mm -hmm. bucks for those. Like that's, that's expensive. That is. Johnny says I've for... never worn them in public. Here, here. Here, here. So welcome to how Serena and I feel about those shoes. That was Family Chat. We are about to hop into our very first segment of the day. Our first official one, really. You guys are our first segment. But our first official segment, right at noon, we're going to hop into Will It Muffin. And our special guest is going to be on Will It Muffin. It is, if you haven't guessed by my face when he walked in the room, it's my husband, George. George, George is here today. And it's going to be an awesome episode. Find out if today's muffins will work. Put in the comments right now what things are they about to ingest it's going to be great mm -hmm. shared broadcast will be back in just a couple of seconds for will it muffin jump to the table of contents real quick first so you know what's coming up. So right after Will It Muffin, we have 
Once I find out what's next, we have a time of prayer with Vera. It's going to be powerful. Make sure to stick around for that. If you have any prayer requests, let us know. And then we will be having our time of Bible trivia. You will have chances to win some gift cards. So get on your Bible Academy caps for that. And then we'll jump into the What's the Word with Pastor Brian and Buddy and our special guest, George, who is also joining us for Will It Muffin. Welcome, George. Yes. Isn't this your first time? It is my first it's time. first time. It is my first time. I'm so excited. So am I. I have no idea Let's do what this. the dynamic will be like. Neither do I. We're going to all find out together what it's like to have George on the Muffin. <laughs> Barrett seemed really excited about not being on Willow Muffin today, yeah, so it is it is concerning. Yes. Um, yeah. So the muffins last week we did dessert fall sort of flavored muffins. Wonderful. Last week we did gingerbread muffins mm -hmm. and um, like pump up peanut butter was, cookie yep. muffins. What was the nom, other one? Nom, nom, Wasn't nom. it like pumpkins it was, or something like that? I don't, I don't remember. remember. It was something else. It, they all were. Gingerbread. Oh, one cupcake. of them turned into a cupcake. Last week we turned a muffin into a cupcake, and it was amazing. That was like everyone said it was their favorite one they've ever had. <laughs> this week is a little different. This oh, week good. they're not dessert <laughs> muffins. They're not dessert what muffins this week. They're savory muffins this week. I like savory muffins. So um, it it means there's like actual food in them. So it's like. It's kind of like, more think like cornbread or like savory okay. stuff. I can do that. Let's do this. Food. I'm not scared. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? You're not scared. I right? like savory muffins. Like sa you do mm -hmm. like savory muffins. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, we have savory muffins this week. So, the theme this week is leftover leftovers. Oh, good. So muffins left <laughs> I just saw an egg in that bin. <laughs> well, the egg is because it egg needs muffins it. are it good. Needs it. Okay. So egg is not the leftover part. It's everything good. else. So I want you guys. I want you guys to be ready. As soon as I let you know <laughs> what the what the ingredients are, I need you guys to let us know if you think that it will muffin or okay. not, if it will be a good muffin, okay? Are you guys ready? Get your hands on your keyboard, get your fingers on your phone keyboard, get ready. You guys get ready I'm to ready. describe for everybody what they're going to be like. So All let's right. start with our first one. Gooey. Our first oh, one, Sorry. our first type is... It's mashed potato. Ooh, mashed potato. I can do that. Yes. I'm, I can I do that. Yeah, we don't know what that's ever like. We don't. I don't think this has ever been done before. You guys are witnessing history made. Mashed potato, <laughs> mashed potato, potato muffin. muffin. History made. I love watching history stuff. This is history right now. Will gives Will gives his thumbs up. He thinks All it's right. going to be okay, good. So. All right. Um, here you can put the egg in first. Oh. Can you do it? Can we just? You said put it in. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Look at that. Yeah, well what? done. I don't think it's going to muffin. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. What you told me. And she he put it in and she mixed it. We're good. Yeah. Um, yep. The egg is Team still work. whole. So we're going to need that. we're going to need a broken. Okay. That's how baking works. <laughs> All right. Where do I put the egg when I'm done with it? In there? Uh, sure. Okay. You can just hold it. You can just hold it in your hand. <laughs> All right, so we got our muffin mix right, in here, words. and then the egg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Then we can add the water. I feel like this is a legit cooking show. <laughs> I just really wanted to see what it was like for you to put the egg in. Like I did it. It's always fun. People have never seen bake before. Like I don't know if they enjoyed or not coming on and seeing what it's like for them to bake. Like with Kevin Nowicki when he just. 
having he had a fun mess. It's always last interesting week. with him when he's baking. It was much fun. I grew All up right. stirring for my mama, and I like scrambled eggs, so I'm two for two in this. I don't know how to get it. I don't have a spoon it's a or anything. Fingers, it is. We'll have another <laughs> messy, <laughs> messy session. <laughs> Look at that! We magically have mashed potatoes. Oh, I, <laughs> I picked it up with my fingers. Is this good? Because she just dumped it in. Yep. That's I did that with potato. the egg. I was wrong. No, you're good. <laughs> right. You're good. Oh, it's mixing. Oh, good. Mashed potatoes <laughs> is mixing into it. Yes. Look yes. at that! It's, it's ready. Lumpy. Okay, guys. You think? Oh, you're already commenting. Look at you guys yes. commenting. Okay. It's lumpy. Holly Shaver says no. She does not think right. mashed potatoes are muffin. Johnny says yes. Technically, everything oh, is going to happen. If you get if you get Johnny's endorsement, I feel like you're. Wow, solid. Pastor Nicole says like. yes. She thinks it's a muffin. Okay, I think that's good. Are you okay. guys ready for the next ingredient? Yes. The next type of muffin. Oh, oh, good. Be ready. Yes. Let me know. Let's do this. Get ready. The next leftover. Cool. I'm closing my eyes. Tell me when I can look. Yes, it's chicken! <laughs> also picking it up with my fingers! <laughs> you okay. are just gonna do that. <laughs> Good job, non-messy person. <laughs> I'll smash the egg. <laughs> I'll put the chicken in here, it's cool. Do you guys think, like a savory muffin, muffins are pretty neutral, that's why it's awesome, you can put what do you mean neutral? I'm watching him try to press the chicken, like squish it. Well, we don't it's have a knife, right? I mean, do just, we? He's just squishing it. Um, do you have a better idea? I don't. You weren't given the best tools for this. But it's fun to watch you improvise. Good, good, good. This is great. Do you guys think chicken will muffin? Yes or no? Yes or no? <laughs> this is not as exciting for me. <laughs> Are you not I'm excited sorry. to have a chicken No, muffin? no, just the chicken. The oh, chicken that's so muffin? How <laughs> was okay, that gross? Not, not as even exciting. Well, chicken muffin. Yes or no? Comment now. Pastor Bunny Nicole. Says, nope. Pastor Nicole has a good point. Oh. There's chicken and waffles, so yeah, we're trying to get the bread. That is true. Thank sweet you. That's helpful. Sweet and savory. Pastor we're Nicole. mixing sweet and savory. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 okay, we do, have do. one more thing. Oh, good. <laughs> Are you guys this excited? Is. I bet you guys are excited. I am excited. You get to eat this. We do. We do. We do. It's fried chicken, so it's different. It's That's grilled. Just... Oh, okay, I get it. Okay. All right, we ready? I'm okay, ready. I'm ready. All right. Close your eyes again. I'm uh, closing my eyes. I just saw it. I just saw it. It's a cheeseburger. I just called. Whoa! It's a cheeseburger. It's like yesterday. It's leftovers. It's leftovers. These are literally our leftovers from wow. yesterday. I love it's leftover what muffins. What fun is this? It's for you guys. So we're just gonna. We're just gonna I love do George's that. enthusiasm so in this. Let's do this. It's encouraging. I'm not scored. I want. It's for you guys. If you're ever home and you don't have fruit or normal things, we're testing this out for you, so you we will are, know. Yeah. How you will know what is safe and what is not safe. Selfless. For We're doing We're this selfless. for you. We are. Probably oh, also the burgers, it's it's breaking up, even yes. with a whisk. <laughs> Better so than the chicken. We're letting you know you can break up a burger with a whisk. I bet you didn't know that before. <laughs> but we're letting you know right here. This is very good information. This is exciting. So are these three different muffins or is this yeah. just like one muffin? No, it's three with different all this muffins. Stuff in it. No, they it's set. Okay. So Did you put want? it in the magic oven? <laughs> Why not? The magic oven separates it, and they come out three different types. There's a magic it also, oven. It also cooks it instantly. Can it's we, a really amazing. Whoa. Oven. Can we put it in the oven? Is it yeah. Like, All right. Is it like tenant? 
With time aversion? Yeah. <laughs> that was a confusing movie. <laughs> oh, that's really... Yeah. What I do I do with this? Uh, you put it in the oven. Okay. Is there a wrong way to do that? Because I did the wrong no, way with the egg. there's not really... Where's the well, oven? Debbie says she is starting to question the sanity. Oh, Understandable, the Debbie. <laughs> Understandable. Silly George. Uh, Kevin says it's like chicken and beef pot pie. That Ooh. is encouraging. Thank you. I'm trying to avert your I attention put it in there. from what's happening over there. It's all in there. Thank you. You figured it out. Yes, I did. Good job. Yes. Okay, now they're in there cooking. We're going to wait for the beep. <laughs> We're good. Whoa! That's, That's a cool one. Wow. Whoa, it's multiple beeps. I put it in there. Oh Do you guys want to get it out? Sure. Okay. I'll, sure. Right. I'll get it out. I'm getting it out right now. That's amazing. <laughs> They're done, guys. Wow. Look at Let's that. Let's get my water out so I can drink this. <laughs> you got your mashed potato muffins. Yes. This, this is what like I always wanted. They were creating this? a burned circle around the outside. I don't know why. Look at that. That's a nice picture. This looks like a custard. It does. It does look like a custard. Yeah. How do you guys think? How do you think this is going to be? Hmm? It's the... Paper is sticking. You guys are getting quiet. quiet. I feel like you guys are getting. Where's yours? Um, I have to talk. <laughs> Teamwork. So, <laughs> good question, George. Good question. <laughs> oh, you got to narrate so you can't eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> we chicken hamburger. Okay. Okay. Buddy says I think it'll work. Priscilla uh, says it smells like dinner in here. It does. It does. <clears throat> All right. First bite. Okay. Let's do this. It's very rubbery. One, two, three. Mm, that's good. Is it? Mm-hmm. It she is. She said it's good. Mm-hmm. You need to try my It's good. George, I give you a thumbs like up. it? I do. You like it? I give a okay. thumbs up. I get the honor. Yeah, yep. I like it's it. It's fluffy. It's, it is. fluffy. It's very good. It tasted a little bit like a dessert. I'm not going to I think that's the muffin mix. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I like the muffin mix. Um, it works. Yep, see? It just tastes like an extremely fluffy muffin. I can taste the mashed potato, but it's like... It's a little bit. It's, little it's bit. not bad. It's like sweet. It's like the mashed potato turns sweet. It gives me hope for the other two. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Do you guys it. have hope for the other two? <laughs> Comment yes or no. All right. Okay, you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. You ready for chicken? Yes. Muffins? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've good. always wanted to know what that tasted like. My birthday is mm. coming up. This would be a great Whoa. birthday day. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett is shaking your head off screen. No. I got the chicken muffin. This All right, which also, one is this? This is chicken muffin. Okay, and it's got two toothpicks? It's <laughs> so I can know. <laughs> so I can identify <laughs> that. I thought it was this it was one twice as much. also looks like a custard. We got the little ring around the end. Honestly, that, that muffins. Mashed it potato does. muffins. Muffins. It really does. All right. Okay, guys. Get this off. Do you think chicken will muffin? Yes or no? Comment yes or no. What do I put for hope? I hope it does. <laughs> I Confident, hope it does. joyful can, can expectation. Yep, this is the chicken muffin right there for you guys. All right. It looks like like there are like herbs in it or something. On your There is chunks. Ooh. Okay, one, two, three, go. Go, go. How is it? Explain. It's pretty good. Not gonna watch. Yeah, it's not bad. What do you think? It's herby. I don't know what oh, that means. Oh, I remember <laughs> I why. I remember why it's herby. It's because it has Italian dressing with it. Oh, mm -hmm. I taste that. Italian dressing with the chicken. Yes. It's fancy chicken muffins. It's fancy. I love that. It's a little Even moist. though I purposely don't get a 
muffin for myself. You, everyone always hands <laughs> it to me. We love you so much, yeah, Marky. That's why. Mm. It does. It, you can taste the muffin mix. You can taste the chicken, and the Italian dressing really helps out. How? That, it kind of blends it. It together. tastes like bread. It just tastes like regular, like mm -hmm. seasoned bread. What kind of bread tastes like chicken to you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I taste the chicken. The Italian. The <laughs> herbs. Okay. Next time you go to the grocery store, try and find some chicken bread. It's the some herbs chicken and bread. stuff. It's like, okay. it's kind of like, yeah. I don't think this one muffins really? for me. Mm -mm. It's not bad. I had two bites. I, I give it a go. <laughs> I can't mask it that well. It's hen-pecked bread. Hen-pecked bread. I don't know what that means. That means a hen picked it out. Hen pecked, yeah. <coughs> pecked it out or picked it out? Picked it. It's I'm gonna have this another one bite of this. Hen, it says pecked. What does all of this mean? I don't know. <laughs> it means okay. we need to have that third muffin. Oh, yes, we need it the does. third one. <laughs> we need the burger muffin. Can we turn a muffin into a hamburger muffin? We're yes. two for two. Or no? Okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Looks I'm eating more of the mashed potato to get more of this taste in my mouth. Nice. This one is has, that cheating? This one has no cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, what is, oh, what looks like cranberries is not. It's cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not blueberries either. It's really like a really good gift. <laughs> like if you like to surprise people. Surprise. Like you think it's cranberries. It's meat. <laughs> I have higher hopes for this because I feel like it could be more like a pot pie type thing. Oh, I like your, your I heads know. up. Okay, yeah. guys. All right, your count. Okay. How is it? It's better than a cheeseburger. It does. Cheeseburger, like a good cheeseburger? cheeseburger. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's a lot better than I thought it would. <gasps> yeah, this is better. Yeah. See, this segment is full of surprises. Surprises. For you. I didn't know. Oh, that. yay. <laughs> does it taste like cheeseburger bread? <laughs> mm, cheeseburger bread. It's good. I yeah, enjoyed it. I bad. could taste the cheeseburger. And is there any dressing in this at all? You think? There's cheese. That's like actual trees and burgers. Cheese is a fruit. A fruit? Cheese is a fruit. <laughs> what? We're learning all kinds of things on here. That was that was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. Yeah. Mashed potato. Mashed potato. Yes. Potatoes. It's good. Chicken. How's it doing the twist? You can mash potatoes. Half and half. Yep. Burger. Hi, burgers wait. were good. You liked it? Yeah. I'm going to finish I the mashed potato. I get a thumbs up. Yep. Okay. Well... If you guys have any suggestions, anything you would like us to try, because this is always full of surprises. We never know how it's going to come out. And it comes out often much better than we're expecting. So if you have anything you would like us to try, comment now. And everyone is brave up here. So everyone will I try I fought for it. bravery. I fought yeah. for bravery. So thank you for being on this interesting journey with us. Um, we are moving on to prayer right now, a powerful time of prayer and our daily confessions as well. And we will see you in a little bit. Hey guys, we are hopping into prayer. If you have anything you want us to be believing with you about, put it in the comments and we will be standing and agreeing with you as the Lord wills. But today we're going to hop into our daily confessions and as you know, if you were a longtime viewer, but even if you're not, we like to ensure that the word of God not only is going in your ears, but it's coming out of your mouth. 
And we also want to build your faith as we're doing these things. So today we're going to read out of a scripture that Pastor has been preaching on here in Boomerang for the last few weeks. It is Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 29. And it says, Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? And so today, when we pray, the word of God is like fire, and his word is like hammer, which shatters a rock. So when we make our daily confessions, and we go through a list of them here each and every single weekday, we are going to be believing that the word of God that these confessions are made on, that they are going forth like fire and like a hammer, destroying every hard ground and purifying our lives. So let's go through confessions one, two, and three today to catch up from yesterday. So confession number one, join your voice with mine. Let's declare the things of God together. And it says, we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Hallelujah. Now let's say it personally. I walk in the full manifestation of my inheritance in Christ. As we say the next two, let's put the word I in there and make it personal. Confession number two. And it says, I am out of debt and I carry a debt-canceling anointing and I flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Confession number three. I have divine health in my body now. Hallelujah. And I carry an anointing for supernatural healing. We'll say that one more time. I have divine health in my body now. And I carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for every person who is watching today. We thank you, Father. Thank you that your word is like a fire. And your word is like a hammer that destroys every and breaks up every hard and rocky ground. Lord, right now, I ask that the word of God that's being spoken today on this broadcast, that it breaks up every rocky place in the hearts of your men and women. Prepare the hearts of your men and your women to be softened with the word. Let it be a soft and fertile ground for life to spring up in, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, God. So We ask, Father, for your fire today. We ask that you baptize us in fire. Lord, let the fire of God come to people's homes today. Let it come to people's lives today, Lord. Let the fire of God fall in their workplaces. Let it fall in their businesses. In Jesus' mighty name, let the fire of God be in people's homes today. Lord, let that fire fall and burn away any impure thing that would cause your people harm or distraction away from you. Burn up the, burn up the chaff. Separate the wheat from the chaff, Lord. Let your fire purify and refine us today, God. Purify your people. Refine your people. Keep your people, Lord. We thank you for it. Thank you, Father. Let your power come today. Let it rise up in your people. Let an awareness of the supernatural power that is at our fingertips, let an awareness come over us. Let us flow in abundance. Let us flow in divine healing. Let us flow 
with you, Lord. Let us learn today how to surf the flow. Let us not fight against you, but let us learn how to flow and live in you and abide in you. Lord, you're good. We thank you. We praise you. God, we thank you for your peace today. Let your peace be in every home. Let it be in every workplace. God, let the peace of God rule and reign in every person listening. Let the peace of God be in this room right now. Let it be peaceful. Peace be in Jesus' name. Every storm, every stormy thought, let it peace. Peace in Jesus' name. We thank you. Thank you that your peace is what rules us. Your peace is how we live. Your peace is how we move. We are carriers of your peace today. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, God. You're so good. You're wonderful. You're a mighty God. You're a wonderful Heavenly Father, and we just praise you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your protection. Thank you, God, for your salvation. Lord, thank you that your plans for us are good and full of hope and full of a future. You don't have a plan of bad for us. Your plans for us are not calamity, they're hope. There's no destruction in your plans for us. It's hope and future and promise. And we thank you that you are the God of the promise. You are the God of yes and amen. You're the God of the suddenlies. And we thank you that today you are doing a suddenly work in our minds, in our spirits, in our families, in our homes, you're doing a suddenly, a suddenly work comes today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank y'all for being on with us today for prayer. And now we are going to hop over to Bible trivia with the one and only Buddy Crabtree and special guest, Pastor Brian. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Bible Trivia. Welcome. <laughs> hey, did you see that, that Bigfoot sighting that happened during prayer? During prayer, no. Yeah, like she was in the wilderness praying and Bigfoot went right across the... Really? Yeah, I, it was I, crazy. I didn't see that. It was amazing. I didn't see that. I must have missed it. Yeah. I must have forgot the camera was there. Yeah, well, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wasn't paying attention to the fact that there was a camera watching him. I don't well, know. Bigfoot. You know, you know he, it he's, was Bigfoot. He, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> what do we have today? Well, today is Bible trivia. Get your, your typing fingers ready because you have an opportunity to win uh, free coffee on us or, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Here's how, here's how uh, Bible trivia works. All right, what we're going to do is we have five questions for you today. Uh, and we're going to put the five questions on the screen. And, uh, and as, as, you're, as the questions come up, here's how we want you to put your answers in the comments. For question number one, we want you to put a one and then A, B, C, or D. I was going to see how you were going to do that because you were doing a lot of sign language. Oh, wow. Is that sign language? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, Helen, Ben Helen says he's watching from Uganda. Welcome hey, to the welcome. broadcast. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, for question number one, we want you to put a one, We want you to put the number of the question and then the n the number of the answer. That way, we know exactly which question you're trying to answer, and we know where you're at because you know different yeah. 
times. And so here's how we're going to do the first person, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, whoever's answering. Yeah. Um, the first one to come up on our restream chat, they're going to be the ones who get who get the the gift card for that question. All right. Hallelujah. So are you guys ready for Bible trivia? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be sweet. Get your fingers ready. Get give us your, a thumbs up if you're ready. Give quick, us a quick, thumbs quick, quick. up if you are ready. Ready to play. Kevin's like, I'm ready. <laughs> All Serena right. Said, so ready. <laughs> Amen. Um, all right. So let's jump in to question number one for today's Bible trivia. Question number one. Da -da -da. Elijah killed or had killed 600 prophets on Mount Carmel. Uh, who did they worship? Was it A, Dagon? B, Asterisk, C, Baal, or D, Buddha? When I say Dagon, I always think like Ghostbusters. Like, is, is that in Ghostbusters? Well, there's, they got that guy that they worship, but I think I always think that for some reason. Interesting. Dagon. He sounds menacing. It does. <laughs> All right, who killed? I see, I see answers coming in. I see answers coming in. Who did they worship? Was it Dagon, Asterisk, Baal, or Buddha? Buddha. Buddha. <laughs> it was C. Bale. And I see over on YouTube that one goes to Holly, Holly Shaver. Shaver. Well done, Holly. Congratulations, Miss Holly. They were the prophets of Baal. Y'all better get your, your typing fingers ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for question number two? Hey, Corey, he got it on Periscope, but it came in later than Holly's. Good well job. Done. Hey, we just had our 100th comment, and that is Ridge John Erskine. So you are the 100th comment today. You win a gift card, and congratulations. Amen. Well done, Ridge. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into question number two. Question number two. I always feel like I need to put points to it. <laughs> question number two. What did Abraham's servant give to Isaac's future wife, Rebecca? Was it A, a nose ring and bracelets? Was it B, a diamond ring? Was it C, a robe and earrings? Or was it D, two she-goats? Remember to put number two and then the answer, A, B, C, or D. Yes. So I was going to give them the answer. So <laughs> for example, it would be two, D, two, B, two, C, two, A. <laughs> there you go. I just gave you every possible way you could put it in. So what did Abraham's servant give to Isaac's future wife, Rebecca? I can see the answers coming in. I don't see the right answer I yet. I do not either. I don't see the right answer yet. They're coming in. I don't see the right answer yet. Oh, I, I'm seeing some right answers now. They're coming in. They're coming in. The correct answer was? A. A. Nose ring and bracelet. Mm-hmm. Nose rings were a thing in Bible times. It's true. They're, they're back. They're, they're coming back. <laughs> I don't know. You know what they meant in Bible times, though. Teach me, teacher. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, that meant that you were a slave. <laughs> oh, what a great yeah. gift. Now, I think that they used them. <laughs> I think that they used them eventually as... Uh, jewelry and just, mm. but there was the original was uh, they were slave. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they were used wow. like that. Yeah. Oh, great. Ridge, we're going to send you a, a message on Facebook and reach out to you. 
uh, and, and figure out how we can get that to you. Yes. So, well done, Ridge. Does Ridge need to send us his information, send a message? Okay, yeah. So, Ridge, just go to uh, whatsright.com and send us a message. Say, I won the gift card today. Or go to Facebook and just send us a message there on Facebook. That would be fine. Yeah, what yeah. he said. All yeah. right. So, that one goes to... Who does that one go to? That went to Kevin. Kevin Nowicki. Kevin Nowicki. All right. Well question done, three. Kevin. Moving on to question number three. Question number three for... For a gift card. Here we go. Who? Who was David? Did you want to read it? No, I didn't. Who was David's first wife, the daughter of Saul? Was it A, Deborah, or Deborah, or Deborah? Was it B, Michael, or Michal, or C, Bathsheba, <laughs> or I don't know, or D, Delilah? Or D, what is hey that? That's his Carol Baskin on there. <laughs> That's his Carol Baskin. <laughs> I thought I updated that. I guess I didn't. <laughs> or was it D, Carol Baskin? Who was David's first wife, the daughter of Saul? Deborah, Michael, Bathsheba, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see some answers. All right. Well, the correct answer is. Bum, bum, bum. It is B, Michael. Well done. That goes to... Holly Shaver. Holly Shaver. Holly won again. She's on wow. it. She's been studying her Bible. Holly, you are doing she, very well. She's in the Impact University. Maybe that helps. And she listens every day, so you mm -hmm. learn stuff. That's true. Yeah, it starts to add up. Impact University really does help. Amen. All right. Well, let's question move on to four. question number four. I'll get this one. All right. All right. Question number four. Here it comes. From what location did the devil tempt Jesus to jump? Jump, jump. Was it A, the pinnacle of the temple? B, the walls of Jericho? C, was it a tall mountain? Or D, the Grand Canyon? I'm just picturing the devils going, might as well jump, jump. Where? Go ahead and jump. No, I don't know that. <laughs> so put in the number of the question four and your letter choice there. Was it A, B, C, or D? What location did the devil jump, uh, tempt Jesus to jump from the pinnacle of the temple? A, B, walls of Jericho, C, a tall mountain, or D, the Grand Canyon? Have we had a right answer yet? Uh, not yet. Really? They're coming in. They're oh, coming in. Oh, oh. They're coming in. They're Hello, coming. now they're coming in. They're coming in quick now. Dun, dun, dun. I don't understand. Oh, oh, okay. I got you. All right. Well, the correct answer is... A. a the pinnacle of the temple. Who's that go to? Kevin Buck. Well done, Kevin. Kevin Buck. Priscilla put that in there for him. Yeah. She's well played, Kevin Buck. He got it. Well done. All right. Well, now let's jump into our final question of the day. Woohoo. Your final chance, your final opportunity to win a gift card on us. Here's our last question of the day. Question number five. Last question of the day. There it is. 
What was the name of the adulterous woman who God told Hosea to marry? Wow. Was it A, Hagar, B, Gomer, C, Rahab, or D, Jezebel? There's a woman named Gomer? Apparently. There's a woman named Michael. (laughs) Wow, yeah. (laughs) Rahab. Was it A, Hagar? Hagar, Gomer, C, Rahab, Rahab, or D, Yehezabel. Yehezabel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can see. I, I see some answers coming in. Some answers are coming Booms. in. Boom, boom. Coming in quick. All right, what's the correct answer? It was B. actually B. Gomer Ridge. Ridge John Erskine. Well done, Ridge. You get that one today. That means you get two gift cards from us today. Yes. Which is awesome. Twice, awesome. twice the cards, twice the points. Congratulations. Well done. That's awesome. Well done. It was B. Gomer. Pastor, you kind of gave them the answer right there at the beginning. I or were was, you trying to divert them away from I the was doing a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> There's a woman some, named oh, Gomer. What? Yeah, I was, I was. People were like, if Pastor doesn't know, <laughs> I'm not going to pick that one. It is a funny woman's name, I think. It is. Well, you get a, you got a lot of funny names in general in the it's Bible. It's true. It's true. Good questions. Well played. Good job, guys. Way to be on it. Way to know your Bible. That's awesome. We are excited to send out the gift cards to you. We love you. And uh, what's coming up next? Well, next we got the Word. The Word. What's the Word? What's the Word? What are we talking about today? We're talking about something. <laughs> the source and the force. Yes. Source and the force. Question mark? Question mark. What is that? Source and force. Source and force. Uh, how does that apply to our daily lives? So we're getting ready to talk about that in just a minute. So yeah. here, here's a here's a subtitle. Oh, here's a subtitle. Is witchcraft really like rebellion? Is rebellion really like the sin of witchcraft? Mm. How does that affect us? Does it affect us? Yeah. Here's another. Here's another subtitle. Subtitle. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're getting we're getting deep on it. Inception. Yeah. <laughs> subtitle within a subtitle. I forgot it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is all right. Here's the thing: Can people be in witchcraft and not like worship the devil? Are there people in witchcraft that don't even know in it. the world that don't even know it? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. And then, if they are, does it affect them? Next subtitle. That, yeah, that's like the third subtitle. All right, are we ready to go? What's <laughs> I think the so. word? What's the word? We we love you. Let's get ready for what's the word is coming up next. Stick around.
Hello, Hi. go ahead. Hello, guys. Welcome to What's the Word? That's what I wanted you to do. That's oh. why I was tapping you. you. You opened it up. So we welcome you to What's the Word? I really like that graphic. That was awesome. So, Thanks. yeah. Today I have joining me Mr. George. Hello. Nower. Yes, sir. Mr. Buddy Crabtree. Hello. Scholars of the Word, men of God. I'm excited that you are here. It's awesome. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> we just welcome you to What's the Word. If you haven't shared the broadcast already, go ahead and share it. And uh, I'm happy to be back. I missed y'all last week. Uh, some people did jump on the uh, Labor Day chat that we had yesterday. That was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, it was good seeing you. Uh, we were able, I just broadcast live from home and it went well. But I'm glad y'all are here with me today. It's going to be good. So. You can go ahead and turn in your Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15. I see Miss Vanessa online. Hello, Miss Vanessa. Good to see you. Uh, Holly says uh, she liked our graphic too. So glory to God. Hello, Ben, again from Uganda. It's so good to see you. Yep, 1 Samuel 15. And we'll be looking specifically at verse 22 and 23. And uh, so... One of the things that the Lord has been talking to me about is, and he's brought up this verse multiple times to me, but one of the things he's been talking to me about is presumption. Mm -hmm. And presumption in the word, we're gonna, I'm going to preach on it this Sunday coming up and talking about this. Very, very important and actually something that can be very dangerous is presumption. And presumption is simply to presume something that God hasn't said. So to presume something that God hasn't said. And it goes right back to these verses uh, that's very important. But so a lot of people, like, for example, presumption would be uh, that you, you know God wants you to prosper. And you say, okay, uh, I know God wants me to prosper, so I'm going to believe God for this Lamborghini, you know. But you never had a word for that Lamborghini. You didn't have a direct word on that. You don't have a scripture that you're using. You just want it. Well, now you're presuming that that's, you know, that's going to happen. Even when I'm praying for people uh, and I'm, you know, they're, they're in a jam, they need to come out of that. One of the first things that I do is I say, Lord, how do you want me to pray over this? What do you want to do? Uh, because God may want to completely heal them, which he does every single time. Mm -hmm. However, people a lot of times are not going to operate in faith and they're not going to see that. Mm -hmm. And so if I put my faith on something that he has not said is going to happen, then I'm just throwing faith around, you know, out there. I need to hear what's the word uh, on the, what's the promise, what's the character, what's the nature of God on the situation and not presume. And I can get into some dangerous places. I think it connects to what we're going to read today. So in presumption, you presume uh, to be in faith on something that God hasn't said. Yeah. You presume to be in faith on something that God hasn't said. Obviously, you can see if God has made no promise of it, that can be very dangerous because you will think that you're in faith on something, but you can only be in faith on something that God has spoken. Uh, or it's his character, it's his nature. So in other words, if he is Jehovah Rapha, then he's my healer. If I need healing in my body, I can't just put that on you all the time. But if I need healing in my body, I can always go after him as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals thee. So I'm not presuming when I believe in God for healing. But how many people know that? So let's say that you didn't know that. And then I tried to come over here and force 
Jehovah Rapha on, on you when you didn't know that, nor did you want to know that. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm in presumption over your life. Yeah. That's actually, I'm actually can be stepping over into witchcraft, which is part of what we'll talk about. This is where it becomes very dangerous is mm-hmm. uh, there's some sins there that are connected that are not good. But a lot of times people are presuming they're like, no, they're going to live. Well, you don't know their heart. You don't know where they're coming from in their faith, and you can presume that they're going to live. And then when that doesn't happen, that person is very down, like they're very beat up. Their faith has taken a big blow because they thought they were in faith when they were actually in presumption. Okay, so now what's the root of that? And that's that's what I want us to see here. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22. So Samuel is saying to King Saul, has the, Lord in, has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as he does, in context, in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed or to listen to is better than the fat of rams. And then verse 23 says, for rebellion is as the sin of divination. In the King James, it says the sin of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And it says, and insubordination is as iniquity Mm -hmm. and idolatry. Iniquity and idolatry. So what you see here is that there's some very dangerous things that are happening with King Saul right in this moment. And what the, the background of the story was this. The background of the story was uh, that Samuel was the prophet, he was the man of God, Saul was the king who was anointed by God. Samuel said to Saul, God has said, go and wipe out these people. They're an evil people, they're killing innocent people. Basically, we know from the character and nature of God, they're not going to stop, there's no hope for them. They're going to hurt more people than they'll ever harm Take them out. And then he tells them, don't just take out the people. Take out every one of the people, all the sheep, all the oxen, all the animals. Kill them all. Because that sin is embedded in them. I want them all. And that's what the Lord told them. Well, Saul doesn't do that. He goes, he keeps the king alive, he keeps some of the choice animals, and he says, well, I want to take these animals and I want to offer them. And so when he did that, he crossed the commandment, and now you have Samuel saying to him, listen, Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice. You're wanting to sacrifice something. But obedience is better than that. To listen to what God said is more important uh, than the fat of rams or what you're paying. So a lot of times, like even in our offerings, to listen to what God tells us to do is better than to just sacrifice away money that we may have or or something. We want to hear from God. What's the character of God? What's the nature of God? What's the word of God that always works telling us? And then he goes on to say, for rebellion is as the sin of divination. Insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. And we're going to talk about that verse here in just a minute. But before we do, I want to look at to obey is better than sacrifice. So one of the things um, in... What is it? Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 3. And it says, uh, even if I give all my possessions to the poor or I give my body to be burned, basically I burn myself out for ministry or whatever for God. 
And then it says, but I have not love. It, then it profits me nothing. So something was given, something was sacrificed, but it wasn't in love, which means it wasn't in obedience. And so one of the things that I've said over the years is to obey has a harvest. Obedience has a harvest. Put this in the comments. Obedience has a harvest. Sacrifice just loses things. So when we sacrifice things, it's just gone. But if we're obe obeying God, then it has a harvest. So obedience has a harvest attached to it, but sacrifice just loses things. We don't want to sacrifice things unless God has told us to do that. So a lot of times people, you and I were talking about something on the way here, uh, just how, you know, just because you want to do something doesn't mean that you should. Now, we do need to turn our heart and in our heart purpose ourselves to become a giver and a sower. But if we are not hearing from God, because sometimes the devil will be like, yeah, give it all away. You can see in, th in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, they made a good choice to give, but they didn't make that choice based off of what God said. They ended up sacrificing it, and now it's gone. But had God told them to do it, there would be a huge profit. But he says, because you're not in love, you're not keeping my commandment, you're not obeying it, there's no profit at all because basically God said, I didn't tell you to do it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people have given of their life something that God didn't say to do and it's profited them nothing. And this is where we go back. I think this is the root of this in 1 Samuel 15, 22, to obey is better than sacrifice mm -hmm. and to heed or to listen is better than the overflow of an offering of the fat of rams. Uh, we want to make sure we're hearing from God and we're being obedient. So I, I, that was a long opening. So now discuss. <laughs> well, I think, you know, when God says wipe everything out and he goes, no, I'm just going to keep this stuff because, yeah. you know, I want to give it to you. And that, that sounds good on paper, right? It does. But that's saying, I know more than you, God. I'm going to do this. I want to do this for you more than I want to obey you. Mm -hmm. So if his heart was actually pure and saying, I will do what God, what I, you know, what yep. you want me to do, that's the obedience part. But he's yep. like, no, I'm just going to say this stuff, and then I know more than you. And that's, and that's where it leads to the next verse. You, you're getting into those pieces already, and that's exactly what's going on. That's exactly what's going on. Well, I, I'm just reminded in First John uh, somewhere, it says... Uh, that this is how you love by keeping his commandments. Yeah. You know, going, just going back to the whole aspect of love. Like, if you want to love, if it's rooted in love, it's rooted in obedience. Yes. You know, that's, that's just how it is. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Yes. So, if, yeah. like, so if bringing it back to this situation, if Saul loved God, he would have kept his commands. If, yeah. Saul, if Saul had a heart towards God, like you were just saying, if Saul had a heart towards God, then he would have done exactly what God told him to do. Yeah. But since his heart was in a different place, he didn't do it. Well, and I think that's really important. So, for example, um, like I'm, I'm the type of person where if I desire something like as a gift, I know exactly what I want as that gift. Mm -hmm. And have you ever, have you ever received a gift? And the truth be told that it wasn't the brand or it didn't have the variations on it that you actually wanted. 
And so it's good as a gift, but it's just not what you wanted. And I had a reason for that one. And, you know, somebody will say, well, I saw this one and I saw this one and, you know, this one costs a little bit less or maybe this one costs even a little bit more. But I had a reason I said that one, you know. So for me, I'm detailed in the, you know, if I'll put something on a list, I have a reason for picking that exact one. But not everybody does that. And then sometimes, you know, if I want to love on that person, then I'm going to give them exactly what they want. So a lot of the items today that I would buy or purchase, I, I have a purpose for it. I have a specific use for it. And generally, I'll go through even the tech aspects of it. And I'll know it'll do this, it'll do this, and it'll do this. And I've got to have this one variation on it or else it won't fulfill the need that I have for it, right? And so if somebody, let's say you went in and you said, hey, Pastor Brian, I just love you and I want to get you this. And you got the one that didn't have that variation. Thank you. But I'm going to have to take it back. I'm going to have to still pay money to get the other one because I needed that one, you know. And so there's a, an aspect of love. Take that into like a marriage, you know, take it into a marriage. Let's say that Nicole says, I really like this purple car and this purple car is what I want. And then I go and I get her a car, brand new car, but I get her the pink one, you know. She's going to be disappointed because she doesn't like pink. She likes purple. And what would love do? Love would say, let me pay attention to what she wants. Let me pay attention to what she really likes. In other words, it would heed or listen to what she actually wants. That's what love does. It pays attention to those details. And, uh, you know, we're in Impact. We're reading the book, and it was talking about the the birthday card, anniversary card, he remembered their anniversary and it ended up being a birthday card because he didn't read through. He didn't heed, you know, all of the wording inside of that. And she was mad. The wife was mad because on their anniversary, he gave her a birthday card. I, I get it, understandably so. And there, there was multiple variations in that, you know, dynamic of what was happening in there. But he wasn't the only one that was missing it. She was too. But it was, it was one of those things where... It could have been avoided had he paid attention to the details mm -hmm. and paid attention to what she actually wanted. Mm -hmm. And this is what love does. Love mm -hmm. will heed the word of the Lord, mm -hmm. not just do something, not just take action. Yeah. It will listen mm -hmm. to what God's saying to do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've found is God is very specific. Mm -hmm. I mean, God is very specific in what he says. When he says a statement, I write down that exact statement. I'm not, I'm not, you know, there may be some understanding outside of that statement, or there may be some context that I understand, but I'm going to write down word for word exactly what he said. Why? Because he's specific in what he says, and if I'll heed what he says, and I'll honor that, then I'll be honored when I do that. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, picturing, like, like if Serena's like going out to work or she's doing something one day and she asked me and she asked me to clean up the house because it's a mess. You yeah. Know? She goes out, she's doing her work and I just do my own thing. And then and then I realized, oh, she's going to be home like really soon and I haven't done anything. I'm going to run out and get some flowers real quick, you know, and and make that sacrifice to get these flowers. And then she comes home and I present the, this gift to her, this yeah. sacrifice to her. But she looks around and I didn't do what she asked me to do. 
You know, yeah. that's that's not rooted in love. And that's yeah. kind of what Saul did here. You know, yeah. like like God gave him an instruction and and he didn't follow it through all the way. What he actually spared King Agag, you know, and yeah. but which Agag wasn't going to be a sacrifice, you know, in, in those days, you know, the Bible, well, the Bible talks about making your enemies your footstool. Like yeah. that's something that kings would do. They would take the enemy king and and make them their literal footstool, yeah. you know, just to, to shame them. And it was a, a, a prideful way of saying, like, I destroyed the, these people, you know. Yeah. So he spared Agag, but he also spared all these nice choice, you know, flowers, you know, these, yeah. these nice choice, choice things. And I'm going to present these to God to basically, you know, because he knew full well that yeah. he completely disobeyed. So I'll, I'll take all these things and then present them to God and basically be like, here, God, these are yours. Yeah. Uh, let me just keep this for myself, you know. Well, and what you see, too, is when he did not listen mm -hmm. to the Lord, <laughs> he became deceived. Yeah. And up above in the chapter, he had a monument built to himself. So now he's in pride. Yeah. And then he's, he, he thinks he's doing the right thing. And Samuel shows up and he's like mad. Mm -hmm. Samuel the prophet is yeah. mad. And, and Saul's going, what's the matter? Now I think yeah. Saul probably knew, some, I did something wrong, maybe on the inside. But at the same time, he was definitely deceived. Yeah. He was definitely deceived. And he, he's sitting there going, like, what's up? Well, I did, I did what the Lord, I, and he literally says, I did what the Lord said. And Samuel's like, no, you didn't do what the Lord said. He mm -hmm. said, wipe them out. Why do I still hear, mm -hmm. you know, sheep that are bleeding? Why, why do I still hear them crying out? I shouldn't be hearing anything. Mm -hmm. He said, you didn't listen. You didn't listen. And so going into, you know, look at, look at verse 23. It says, for rebellion is as the sin of divination or the sin of witchcraft. Let's just talk about witchcraft for a second. All right. What's the, what's the two main issues with witchcraft? You know, what's the, the two main issues with witchcraft is this. Uh, number one, and, and a lot of people don't think that witchcraft exists anymore. Let me tell you, there are people that worship the devil, that make blood sacrifices, that make human sacrifices all over the world. Uh, this is a real thing. You know, you can, uh, it's almost like we've tried to hide it in our civilized America, and we've actually, uh, it's kind of like, you know, sweeping dirt under the carpet. It's still there, it's still going to cause a problem. You know, it's, yeah. it's still there. Yeah. Um, just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not going to cause a problem. Ma imagine if you swept, like, uh, food particles from the kitchen under the carpet. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to pull up the carpet, and there's going to be roaches there. And so that's kind of what we've done yeah. with the negative spiritual world, mm -hmm. with demonic things, with witchcraft. We've kind of tried to sweep on the, no, that doesn't exist. Oh, it does exist, and it's there, and it's a problem, and it will be a major problem if you don't recognize it and deal with it. And truth be told, uh, as pastors, we've dealt with these issues, these spiritual issues, witchcraft, uh, demonology stuff, things like that, people that are bound by devils, stuff like that. We've dealt with it for years. It affects families every single day, right here in America. I'm, I'm telling you, it affects people all the day, all the time. So what, but what's the problem really with witchcraft? The problem with witchcraft, so first of all, you got to know what the problem is, and then you need to know 
uh, how to define it. And we're not getting deep into that. I just want to give you an idea of it. The number one problem uh, with witchcraft is uh, it's making the wrong thing the source. It's not seeing God as your source. It's saying that something outside of God is my source. Well, what is that doing? Now I've chosen to worship something else besides God, and so I'm not giving worship to God. So the number one problem with witchcraft is it's the wrong source. The number two problem with witchcraft is because it's the wrong source, then the people of God, the people that God wants to bless, they get the wrong thing. You know, they think they're getting a solution and they actually get a major problem yeah. uh, because they, they think they're putting, you know, it's almost would be like taking a Band-Aid, putting it on an open wound, not knowing that the Band-Aid actually had virus and bacteria in it. You know, if it if it band-aid's not clean on an open wound, you're going to have problems. This would be like loading the band-aid up with viruses and deadly bacteria and putting it on an open wound. That's what witchcraft is like. I think I'm getting a solution when actually I am destroying a piece of my life. I just might not be able to tell it right away. But later on, it's going to cause me a major problem. So number one, the two problems with witchcraft, major problems are, one, it, God's not the source. And number two, uh, you receive the wrong things. If God's not the source of it, you're not getting godly things who wants to bless you. You're getting things uh, that want to steal, kill, and destroy you. All right, so that's, that's the thing. Now look at what it is. So he says rebellion is as the sin of divination or rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So divination and uh, witchcraft... When you look at the word, here's what it basically means. I'll give you my, my definition of it. It means to discern by a source that is not God. Mm -hmm. To discern by a source that is not God. All right? To discern by a source that isn't God. So if I'm pulling, all right, if, how do I live my life? If I'm pulling from uh, astrology, right? I'm reading my, my daily horoscope. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not, the source of that is not God. Yeah. That, um, that is divination. That, by definition, is a form of witchcraft. All right? And so all of a sudden, I'm pulling from a source that's not God. I'm not giving God the glory. I'm not worshiping Him. I'm not seeing Him as my source, which I should see. And I'm pulling from that. If I read, you know, some kind of, it might not, it doesn't have to be called a horoscope. It can, it can be a number of things. Maybe I'm playing with tarot cards and I'm letting those cards tell me what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm drawing on the source that's not God. Yeah. And this is divination and witchcraft. Any, and that can be big. You know, it doesn't have to, I don't have to be standing in front of a witch or a warlock. I can be, you know, talking to my friend and I listen to my friend tell me, hey, that's not going to go well for you. And God wasn't speaking through him. Now I'm actually, that's a piece of, piece of witchcraft, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to bring about something outside of God. I'm trying to bring something about outside of God. We see later on in the story of Saul, he goes to the witch at Endor and he's seeking because he knew God would be mad at him. So he goes to another source yep. and he pulls uh, from that witch and he receives, you know, he's making that witch the source instead of God and he's moving in witchcraft. And um, 
So this can be a number of different things. That's why we want to make sure that we have intimate fellowship with God and we walk by the word because we always want God to be the source. And if God's not the source, then we need to put a question mark by it. We need to make sure that we have a question mark on anything that's not the word and not the spirit of God that's speaking that. We always need to challenge it. And he says rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft. And why would that be? So God said, go do this to Samuel. And Samuel said, well, I know God said that, but I'm going to do something else. Or he said... God said this, and he didn't heed that. He didn't pay attention to that. So what is he saying? If he's saying, I'm not listening to what God said, he's saying, God, you're not really my source, because if you were my source, I would pay attention to every syllable. But because you're not my source, then I don't have to listen. You know, it, what did God say? You know, did God really say that? That's what the devil used in the garden. Did God really say? And so by not paying attention to what the source said, I end up rebelling against what God said. And what am I doing? I'm drawing on another source. A lot of times our own worldly wisdom, that's a part of witchcraft. Rebellion is basically saying, Lord, I don't have to listen to you. I'm going to listen to myself. And now we're operating like divination and witchcraft. And this is going to get us into trouble because, number one, we're going to be worshiping the wrong thing. Number two, we're going, we're going to be sitting there and we're going to be putting that dirty Band-Aid on our life. It's going to cause us problems. It's going to cause us problems. Yeah. They, they teach in Satanism and in witchcraft like they're going rule, like the golden rule of the Bible. Well, Jesus said the most important commandment is love the Lord your God with all yeah. your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, the golden rule in the satanic Bible is do what you want. Yeah, do, do as whatever, thou will. Yeah, do, yeah. Do, do whatever you want. And they'll actually teach you if you want to rise in the ranks of Satanism, you got to rebel against authorities, rebel against your parents, yes. rebel against the government, rebel against God. Like, basically, they literally teach you, you know, if you want to grow in power, you have yes. to rebel against authority. And, and, uh, when it says, like in, in uh, the New King James, whenever something's in parentheses, that means that those were words that they added just to yeah. kind of help draw out the point, but those words weren't actually there. Yeah. So, uh, so whenever I read that, it says rebellion, and in parentheses, is as the sin yeah. of witchcraft. So is as is... Wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, so it's not just like... So the word that we, at, that we read that like as, that makes it like it, actually isn't there. So it really literally says for rebellion, the situ- sin of win- witchcraft. Yeah. So it's, it's not just like it, it rebellion yeah. is witchcraft. It yeah. is. And they'll teach you that in, in witchcraft. They'll teach you that in Satanism. You want to rebel, yeah. you want to do that. And I don't, and, and it's important for us to recognize, because this reminds me a lot of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, because like whenever Saul said, I've, I have obeyed the, after he was like rebuked, he said, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and I've gone and done the mission, which the Lord has sent me and brought, and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. And then he started blaming the people. Yeah. The people took the plunder. The people did it. The people were the ones, yeah. you know, so we started like blaming other people for yeah. his sin when it, and so that, that's the, that was the difference between him and David, Yeah. you know, because uh, David repented, you yes. know, but he said, yes. I didn't do anything wrong. I obeyed the voice of the Lord. Yeah. But really, 
he was rebelling. He was he did what he wanted to do. Yes. And, that, yeah. and which which at its root is witchcraft. Yeah. The uh, when you were talking, the Holy Spirit showed me that you know if 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 you make God your focus, what are you doing? You are sitting there and you, like a knight before a king, you're bowing. What do you want me to do? Right. So if you take God off of your focus, mm-hmm. and you and you now you you choose anything else, you are bowing as a knight to whatever that is, yeah. whatever that will is, whether it's, you know, like a witch, a warlock, you know, a, a fortune cookie, a horoscope, whatever, you're looking at it and you're, you're opening yourself up to whatever yeah. it is. And that's, you're saying, this is now my source. I obey you. And that's, that is completely taking God out of the picture mm-hmm. and you are messing with horrible, horrible thoughts. And, you know, love it walks in humility. Love wants to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. love says, you know, incline my ear on my sayings. Love says, okay, what did you say? Like you were using the example of a purple car versus the pink car. Yeah. You know, love says, I want to give to you, so what exactly is it you want? Mm-hmm. Even a little bit of pride says, okay, I think I understand what you want. I'll figure it out. Or, yeah, I got yeah. this. I don't have to pay attention to everything. I understand what you mean or anything like that. So that's... That's walking in, a, you know, even a little bit of pride. Even, a, you know, I wouldn't want to eat a brownie even if it's got a little bit of bad stuff in it. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now I think it's important for us to move from what looks like, you know, deep, dark witchcraft to the little witchcraft that people have in their lives all the time. The little deceptions. The little deceptions that are actually playing against God. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those things is... When they're trying to, uh, well, we'll get into the insubordination and witchcraft goes hand in hand. We'll get into that in just a second. When you're trying to push your will on somebody else. So I can come in as a pastor and I can start trying to push my, my will on you. Like maybe you don't fully know about healing yet, but I try to make you get healed. That actually moves into the realm of witchcraft, into that insubordination. I'm pushing beyond your authority, and that's not my job. You see in the New Testament that everything that Jesus did, people came to him. You know, they came to him and said, I want this. They stepped out in their faith. It's part of the reason why faith is so important. But the other thing with uh, rebellion and uh, witchcraft is this, is that many, many times... Many times uh, when we just say, uh, you know, because we've had situations like this in the church where I say, hey, go over here and do this. And somebody goes, well, I know pastor said that, but you just stepped into rebellion. You just stepped into divination and witchcraft because you're drawing from your own source instead of submitting to that. It's on the responsibility of that pastor to fulfill the vision that God's given given him. And he's, he's the one responsible for those commands. He's the one that's responsible for that. And so a lot of times people won't listen. All right, so now let's take it away from just something the church is doing. Let's just say he's preaching on Sunday morning and the spirit of the Lord is on him. And he says, hey, we don't need to do this. And then, you know, I I like for this, for example, hey, listen, cheating on your taxes is not good. You don't need to scrape out 10 more dollars on your return by lying about this deduction. Do not do that. 
Don't pretend you have a home office when you really don't have a home office. You know, these little things that look like white lies, uh, this is not becoming of a Christian. This is not upholding uh, your holiness. This is not walking in those things. Uh, we don't need to be doing that. And somebody was raised all their life that that was okay. Like they think that telling a little white lie is okay. And they, what, what are they doing? Now watch this. They're making the source, so they'll go and they'll do it anyway. Now, one, number one, they're rebellion, rebelling. Number two, they're making their white lie the source and not the ways of God, yep. not holiness, right? So what is that? Witchcraft. That's yeah. what it is. And so people don't even realize, oh, my gosh, I've been in witchcraft. And, and they don't realize, here's the thing that they can't see, is they can't see that that is affecting the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. they, they don't see the connections between those things. But remember, it's the small foxes that ruin the vine. Yeah. So many times people have these things operating in their life, and they're wondering why they just can't get ahead. Mm -hmm. But if they'll learn to listen to those things and be obedient... And not just sacrifice, but be obedient to it. They'll heed what the Lord says. Heed his ways. Heed his word. Then they'll start walking in the blessing. And the blessings will start to pile up in their lives. They'll start walking in these ways. But many times people don't realize, man, I'm operating uh, because picture this picture, you know, maybe a man who's in a business and his dad was in a business and his dad was in a business. They've always gone to church all of their life. Uh, they've done well in business. And but they, you know, they don't mind every now and then telling a white line. So sometimes, we, you know, that's just how you get ahead. They've been told by their family and they've watched success in the business. But see, it's a worldly definition of success, not God's. Mm -hmm. And they've watched a worldly success. So they think, well, yeah, they continued, uh, they continued mm -hmm. to do that. And they keep moving towards that mm -hmm. and operating in this. And they don't realize they've been taught all their life that witchcraft is okay, that rebellion is okay, that not doing it God's way is okay. And they don't realize that there's a, there's a virus, so to speak, in the spirit that's affecting their whole life and they're never going to have the fullness. Whereas they may have had business here at you know $10 million a year. If they will get these little things right, God will be their source and he'll take it to $100 million. Mm -hmm. They've had a uh, you know, spiritual virus working against them in that rebellion. So, amen. Um, John said this, Ridge, John, I'm not sure which one to call, uh, but how do I, y'all may know, I don't, I don't know. How do I get rid of my friends who study witchcraft? Well, if, if somebody's decided to study witchcraft, they, that's a choice of rebellion. That's, that's something that they're going to know in their heart is the wrong thing to do, but I'm going to go after it anyway. So you have people who are in active rebellion. Uh, a lot of times people, you're, that, 
There's a difference between studying actual witchcraft and actually being in witchcraft through some rebellion that they didn't realize they were doing. If they didn't realize that they were doing it, they should immediately make a repentance. But if they realize it and they don't, now they're in an active rebellion. If they're in an active rebellion, I don't hang out with people that are in active rebellion. I don't. They're not. They're not my friends. You know, they. The world may call them friends, but they're not friends. Friends are ones who will point you to God. Friends are one who will draw you up to God. Friends are one who will give you the truth because if they're leading you to God, it, your life is all always going to go higher. A friend is one who is, that wants your life to go higher, not for you to stay down in the slums with them. You know, a friend always wants your life to go higher. So a true friend is one that you're going to spend time with and you're going to grow together in God. Uh, a worldly friend, which is not really a good friend, is one that wants you to stay where they're at. And let's run in this together. Proverbs talks about you're not to hang around with people that do that, that devise wicked in there. And when you're studying witchcraft, you're devising wicked things contrary to God. And that's not a true friend. So my recommendation would be is that I'm not hanging around uh, people like that. I'm going to find some people uh, that, that will walk like God, talk like God, that will uh, help me go to that higher place. Now, your concern may be, uh, Ridge, your concern may be how do I help win them? Well, the key to winning somebody to the Lord, no matter if they're a little far gone from God or a lot far gone, the key to winning them is that you walk in the fire of God. The fire of God on you will catch them. If their wood's wet, it'll dry them out and catch them in the fire. You need the anointing. You need the power of God. So a lot of times what we want to do is we want to cozy up to people. Uh, and Jesus didn't cozy up to people who were in active rebellion. But if he saw somebody who was in deception, he would go to Zacchaeus's house and he would spend time with them. And basically break the deception and now that the veil of deception has gone, they could see clearly what choice to make and see Zacchaeus, he saw the deception, it opened up in his heart and he said, oh I will, I will give back this much and Jesus said, today salvation's come to your home. So this is a lot of times Christians think that we're supposed to hang out with people in active rebellion all of, all of our life until they get it. No, that's not what the Bible teaches us. It teaches us the opposite of that. It says don't hang with people that do that, that make those choices. It even tells us if, if Christians, Christians, brothers, make a choice uh, to not follow the ways of God, it says do not walk with them. If they, actually, it even talks about if they're not walking in power. It says don't walk with men such as these. And uh, so we want to hang out with people who are actively pursuing God. In uh, Romans 8, I believe it is, maybe 8.13. Uh, let me give you this real quick. I believe it's Romans 8.13. It's a very cool verse. That's a great question too, by the way. That verse might not be right, but I think it's close. Yeah, Romans 8, 13, it says, For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So if I'm putting to death 
the deeds of the body, or if I'm putting, if I'm putting down the things of the flesh, then I'm okay. In other words, I'm moving towards God. When I find something that needs to change, I repent and I move on. If I get to the next thing, uh, I repent, I change that and I move on. These are the kind of people that you hang out with. So the Lord gave it to me like this. As a pastor, if I'm dealing with somebody and they're in active rebellion, I'm, I'm to let them go. And they're not lost. They're, they have decidedly left. Okay, there's a difference between being deceived and being lost and somebody that has made a decision to leave. And uh, so the lost sheep was not a rebellious sheep. He was lost. He was deceived and, and he needed, he had deception, needed somebody to help him be found. That was what Jesus did with Zacchaeus. All right. So, but then he, you notice here in Romans eight thirteen the marker of somebody that's doing the right thing is not that they got everything together all the time. I've never met anybody that had everything together, right? The marker is, the marker of somebody that you hang out with that's doing right is that they're actively putting to death the deeds of the flesh or the deeds of the body. And so those are the kind of people that we hang out with. And so if your friends, uh, Ridge, are not doing that, those are not the people to hang out with. That's an active rebellion. Uh, it's an active, another place of active rebellion is homosexuality. That's one of those that is just a known thing. It's their abominations to the Lord. Uh, our society even knows that. And they have an active rebellion uh, towards those things. So uh, those are the kind of things that you need to pay attention to when people are in active rebellion. They're not putting to death the deeds of the flesh. They're embracing the deeds of the flesh. They're not deceived. They want to do that. So what do you do with those people? You yourself get on fire, get baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and you go after God with everything. Your life will start to preach to them. And if there's anything in them that will be changed, they will seek you out again and, and your life, the fire that you carry will help to change them. Amen. Amen. All right. So now uh, what we're going to do uh, tomorrow is we're going to talk about the second part of that verse about insubordination. But I saw that Ben had a question. He says, how do I handle my mom who is a witch doctor yet I'm a born again? And uh, he said, uh, she doesn't want to hear about Jesus when I try to speak to her. And uh, then he says, what should I do with friends? And, and then Ridge said, can I teach them to follow Jesus? You can teach them, Ridge, to follow Jesus. Uh, but the best way that you can teach them to follow Jesus is actually to live it. Uh, to live on fire. There's something about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the baptism of fire that will help change uh, people. And that's the best thing that you can do is get on fire, winning souls, making disciples, praying for people, seeing them healed and delivered, having supernatural intimacy and fellowship with God and revelation, and then walking in the fruit of the Spirit. These are the fruit that we're called to in the Word, and we need to have that fruit in our lives every single day. Uh, and 
for Ben Helen, who's talking about his uh, somebody who's in uh, witchcraft is a witch doctor. It's the same answer there. You need to be living it. How did what happened with uh, Simon the sorcerer? who was what the people called him. He wasn't operating by God, but the people called him, this man is the power of God. It, he wasn't the power of God, but he did so many great acts. This man did so many great acts that people would actually uh, reach for him and go to him as a diviner, you know, in divination, for, to get healed and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was Philip. Yeah, when Philip, I think it's Acts chapter 8, when Philip came to town full of the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. And, he, and all of the people and Simon saw the power of God, the true power of God, healing people, setting them free, casting out devils. Uh, they saw him born again. They saw him filled with the Holy Ghost. That was a major sign. People got filled with the Holy Ghost. Their life became free. Even Simon said, I want what you have. So to Ben, I would make sure that you start walking, not in a Christianity that has no fruit, but of a Christianity full of fruit, winning souls, making disciples, supernatural power, healing miracles, a supernatural revelation of God. You're receiving words of God, word of knowledge. As you're, in the, as you're in the word and studying the word, God's revealing things to you. And fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. You want to walk in all of the fruit of the spirit. If you're walking in that fruit and you're walking in all of those fruit, people will notice, your mom will notice, and all of a sudden you'll start to see people will change around your life. But see, you'll never walk in this in your, if you keep walking in rebellion. So, amen. He said, hallelujah, thank you. And Ridge said, thank you too. You're welcome. I hope that really helps. Let us know the testimonies about that as well. So, as we're just, you know, we just kind of talked a little bit about witchcraft today. Um, and we talked, you know, about how people can be in that and not even know. Uh, you know, when I start trying to make you do what I want you to do, I'm trying to force my will on you. I start moving into a bit of rebellion against your own personal authority. That's witchcraft as well. And a lot of people are trying to do that. I, I've had people say, hey, will you pray that this person marry me? No, I'm not praying that. <laughs> I'm not praying that at all, yeah. I, no, not happening, you know. <laughs> I'm praying that the will of God will be done, but I haven't heard that that person is supposed to marry you. If I've heard that, I'll pray that. But if God hadn't told me that, he's, he's my source, not w- what you think, mm-hmm. you know. That, there's no scripture for that. God hasn't spoken that to me. I'm not going to presume that I'm in faith to pray and agree with you. No, no. Uh, manipulation, yeah. Priscilla said manipulation is part of witchcraft. So a lot of people are actually, you know, they'll, they'll say, pray that, uh, you know, how about this? Pray that my application is accepted for this job. Well, that sounds good enough. Here's the question. Did God tell you to get that job? Yep. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to pray for something God didn't tell you to get? Have you sought wise counsel? One of the things I've noticed about this is, 
the role of a spiritual uh, mentor and leader in your life, the role of a pastor in your life is so important. We'll see another part of that tomorrow in the second part of that verse talking about insubordination. The role of a pastor in people's life, it's really like a backstop. It will help keep you out of trouble. <laughs> if, if, and it's needed so much, so many times, and watch this, so many times people are out there operating on their own. Well, I can have a relationship with God by myself. That's true, you can, but it'll never be full. And that's not the way God said to do it. So you're not heeding, you're actually in a rebellion and witchcraft by not uh, utilizing people of God, a pastor, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Uh, a lot of times people are operating in witchcraft simply because they're not going to church. Boom. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. I'll say it again then. Um, <laughs> many people are in witchcraft because they're not going to church. They're saying, I can have church at home. No, you can't. Not by definition. Not by what the Bible says. And they're saying, I know better than what the Bible says. That's witchcraft. Yeah. You're drawing from a different source, your own source, mm -hmm. and what the world has taught you, not what God has taught you. That's witchcraft. It's rebellion. So, have you ever looked at it like that? I don't think I've looked at it quite like that till today. But it's true. Yeah. And people don't realize, and they don't realize that people are actually being affected, and their lives are being affected by that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've noticed just in, like, just being in ministry up until this point, and even in, in the Bible college and all that stuff, I, I remember... Like basically the methods that we were taught and and what I was like trained was all soulish, you know, like, um, but like yeah. what I would see often is, you know, soulish meaning the mind, the, the mind. will and yeah. emotions yeah. for it, somebody it, that might. OK, be. yeah, it, it was basically just driven on my on my own understanding. Yeah. Rather than what's the Lord leading me to do. Like I would we would read a, a good book and, and you know, and then just start applying those principles. I, I wouldn't take it to the Lord. I would just, you know, receive what, what, you know, was in the book and say, okay, well, th this worked for him. I'm going to apply it for myself, yeah. which is presumption. What yeah. we were talking about at the beginning. It's not, I'm taking, like, it's good for us to read. It's good for us to gain knowledge and, you know, and, and learn and, and, and soak that in. But ultimately what we got to do is we got to take it to the Lord and say, God, what, what are you calling me to do? Yes. What do you want me to do? How can I make this effective? Otherwise I'm just being led by, Oh, I gained all this knowledge and, and I'm going to, I'm going to apply it right now rather than I'm going to take it to the Lord and then use, let the Lord use that uh, yeah. knowledge and use that understanding because knowledge and understanding are good things, yeah. but we have to be led not by the knowledge and understanding because we're not supposed to lean on that. In all our ways, we acknowledge him and he'll direct our paths. Yeah. And so, and so it's really important for, for us. I mean, I, I don't even know how many churches are just operating. They, they move based on, you know, well, let's have a meeting and discuss this in our souls yeah. and then make a decision with our, with our minds yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then apply that rather than let's take, let's take what the situation, let's, 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 Take it to the Lord and let's let the, and see what the Lord says. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and that's that's a rare thing now. Yeah, you know, it yeah. doesn't happen often. Well, it goes back to what the Lord had just spoken to me last week. You mm -hmm. know, which was I want you to do business differently, and yeah. instead of coming in and hammering out all the logic of it, 
in Jesus, in Acts 17, 28, I believe it is. Is mm -hmm. that right? In him, we live and move and have our being. Uh, he, he basically said, you start in my presence and let business flow from that place. So um, Ridge asked another great question. He said, can I have a Bible study at home? And Kevin made a great reply to you already, Ridge. Um, he's, he said, yes, but you never allow just a Bible study to take the place of the assembly of the saints. And that's what church is. It's the assembly of the saints for the ministry to the Lord and to set rule in an area, uh, you know, to set the law up, the spiritual law up over an area. That area should be blessed because the church mm -hmm. is coming together and praying in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can have churches in homes. That's obvious in Acts. They had churches in their homes. That mm -hmm. was uh, in Aquila and Prisca or Prilla. Uh, they actually had church in their homes, and that was ordained by the Lord. The issue was that people came together. They didn't, watch this, they didn't forsake the assembly together of the saints, but they assembled for the sake of God. They assembled. They came together and assembled for the sake of God mm -hmm. together on purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of times people need to do is mm -hmm. um, we're not called to sit at home by ourselves or just with our family. We're called to come out literally by definition, by biblical definition, call out from our, come out from our homes and assemble together for the sake of ministering to God mm -hmm. and learning and growing and being equipped. Uh, and that's where we need. And when we come into the assembly, God has given a rank structure of, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. There is rank structure and giftings to bring that assembly up to the level that it needs to. A lot of that seen in Ephesians chapter 4. Yeah. So if you don't have somebody who's actually separated by God and ordained by God and elders uh, to come into that place and be a pastor, to be a leader, an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, if you don't have somebody that's in the legal structure uh, of that, then church really isn't happening in its fullness. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of you know, home Bible studies are not falling under that. Now, does that mean that you can't have a Bible study at your home? Absolutely not. That Bible study is a great thing. It's just what Kevin said. It can't replace the assembly. And we can't call uh, something that's an assembly if it doesn't have the structure that God gave it in the Bible. That would be pulling from a different source, not the source in that way. So, amen. Uh, amen. He said, uh, in Africa here, some pastors sell rice and call it holy rice and call people to buy it, that when they eat the rice, they will be healed. Isn't that witchcraft? Um, I'm not a fan, uh, Ben. I'm not, I would have to know more about the practice. I'm not a fan of that type of practice at all. Definitely, I don't agree with the selling of it. Uh, the selling of it, you move into some dangerous places. You know, freely you have received, freely give. We don't, we don't sell the anointing. That's a dangerous game. Um, it is one God takes very serious. You don't sell the anointing. And yeah, he said others sell water. Uh, there's as far as now, like if a minister blessed some rice 
and then gave it to somebody. That's actually what they did kind of with the cloths and with oil, with anointing oil. They're carrying that oil on their body, that anointing that is tangible is getting into it, and then they're anointing people with oil. They're giving it away. Uh, that's a different situation. Can the anointing pass into objects? Absolutely. That's what happened with uh, Paul when he carried the cloth. So I wouldn't have a problem with that if they weren't selling it, but because they're selling it, uh, that's not that's not good. That's not biblical. So uh, that's definitely what I would say, without question. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Uh, did you have anything else on witchcraft or that we were talking about today? Anything? All right. Well, today every every week, one of the things that we do every every week, one of the things that we do is we will uh, take a look at. Okay, Lord. We received this. Well, we want to help teach people what are the financial basics and living in victory in their finances so that they will move in abundance in their life. And so this broadcast always, we sow it into the world. We sow it so that it'll help people and answer questions like Ben had and like uh, Ridge had. Uh, we sow the broadcast in and try to give them what the word says about these things. And uh, also just fun, you know, the Willet Muffin and everything that we did at the beginning of Lunch Plus today. Uh, but then we also, it is God that he will write on their hearts. I want to be a part of that. I want to sow into it. And so looking today at the message about witchcraft and heeding of the Lord, the Lord has made tithes and offerings a part of his way. You know, some people will literally fight against tithes and offerings and they'll say, well, I don't have to do that anymore. And what they're literally doing is throwing away a lot of scripture to get what they feel like they believe. Again, you can move into an area of rebellion and witchcraft because I don't want to do that. And I don't think you have to. But God already said differently. But here's what the Lord did tell us to do. The Lord did tell us to do this. He said, I want you to purpose in your heart. To be a cheerful and abounding giver in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. He said, purpose in your heart what you'll give. You can start to decide, am I a sower or not? And if you decide that you're a sower, he'll give seed to the sower. And he says, I, you just make it in your heart. Lord, I want to be a sower. I hear that very clearly for people today that are watching. Lord, I want to be a sower. You make that heart decision. And and. If you're an abounding sower and a cheerful sower, you're saying, I want to be a sower that enjoys sowing. Yeah. I want to be a sower that enjoys the giving. Yeah. I want to be a sower that enjoys it. It makes me happy to give. All right. And the other thing is, I want to be a sower that sows a lot. You know, that's the abounding giver. I want to be a sower that sows a lot. Yeah. And if, if people will become that, God says, I'll give you seed based on what you purpose in your heart. So if you decide, I want to be a sower, but I'm not, you know, not going to give a lot, then you'll get a little bit of seed. But if you decide, I want to be a sower that gives a lot, then he'll start giving you more and more seed. And as you're obedient with that seed that he gives, here's where obedience is better than sacrifice. If I'm going up and I'm planting a seed or I'm sowing money, I'm sowing money into the kingdom of God and I'm not cheerful about it, that thing's a sacrifice. But if I'm cheerful about it, I'm being obedient 
and the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land, all yeah. of a sudden I'm, I'm planting it supernaturally mm -hmm. into the ground mm -hmm. and it will come up into a supernatural harvest. Uh, and so it all deter is determined on how we purpose our heart. And this is God's way. Now, a lot of people don't like that. Why? Because they've made their money and the love of money the treasure of their heart. And as soon as somebody starts talking about money, they get mad. When somebody starts talking about money now for me, if I'm in a service, they start talking about the offering, I get happy. Like I, I'm just, I'm like, oh, oh, we're getting ready to be, to, to be like God. And you know, for God's love that he gave, we're getting ready, we're getting ready to go into my increase time. This is increase time. You know, I realize that there's a blessing associated with it. I get happy about that. I didn't always, I, I wasn't always at that place. There was multiple times where it was like, golly, would they get over this offering, <laughs> you know? But it, once you learn the ways of God and how he wants to bless you, you realize this is how he wants to bless you. This is the way that he set up, and the Bible says his ways are holy. Yep. So if anybody, God's written it on your heart uh, to give today, on Facebook you can just type in hashtag donate and uh, the amount that's after that, and then uh, anybody can go to givebc.org, and they can sow into the ministry and the word that we're getting out and the souls that we're winning. Uh, we're over, over 1,500 souls already this year, so praise God. And uh, now, as we, as we do that, though, here's where obedience comes in. I don't know which camera. Okay. Here's where obedience comes in. All right, Lord, I have chosen and set my heart to be a cheerful and abounding sower. And you've given me seed. Then I'm not going to take that seed and eat it. I'm going to take that seed. Okay, you gave me seed. I'm going to be obedient and sow it into the kingdom of God. Yeah. Sow it into the gospel. And we do that by saying, Lord, what do you want me to give today? You know, and, I, and I've had times where Lord, you know, let's say he says, I want you to give $20 today. And I say, Lord, I really want to give 100 And he says, I've had times where he said, no, I just want you to sow 20 today. And I'll say, okay. And that's obedience. And then I've had other times where he said, no, I want you to sow, you know, I want you to sow $20. I said, Lord, can I, can I sow a hundred? I'd really love to sow a hundred. And he says, you can do it as you purpose in your heart today. You know, whatever you, if you want to give that, you can, that's up to you. And so I've had all those different areas where the Lord, what we need to do is seek the Lord and talk with him and have a fellowship and a communication with him. And in that we can hear from him and have obedience. And so, any, do y'all have any comments on that before we wrap up? I think it's really neat that the fact that the whole that God looks at our heart. Yes, so that's what matters yes. to me. Your heart. Yes, and yeah. that's that. You know, your actions are coming out of your heart. Yeah. Well, and then it becomes very important as we go to sow the seed. You know, like as we're dropping maybe an envelope in the basket or the money in the basket. That we're not going, oh, God, don't want to let go of this, you know. But we're like, we're happy and we're joyful to give it because he is looking at the heart. It becomes very important how we release that. Uh, how are we releasing the seed that God gives to us because he is looking at the heart. And if we will release it, if you will release seed in a happy, joyful, and abounding way, 
It's like adding supernatural God fertilizer to that seed. And if we release it in a, in a way where we really don't want to release it, it's like stripping away the fertilizer. Uh, but we want to walk in the fullness. So today, Lord, for everybody who's already given and for anybody who would, we just invite them right now. We make it easy for them. If they feel led of the Lord to sow, they're welcome to. Nobody has to. If they want to, they're welcome to. And Lord, anybody that gives, anybody that sows into the kingdom, into your word and into your gospel, Lord, let it be, as your word says, pressed down, shaken together and running over into their lives. Let it be multiplied, Father, in every way. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. Lord, let it be supernatural in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. And as you get financial uh, testimonies, we want to hear about Send your testimonies. Go to whatsright.com and send your testimonies. Make sure to share the broadcast. And also, here's the other thing that I want you to do is you can go to whatsright.com, uh, what's right, right is W-R-I-G-H-T, and you can click on video and go to YouTube. Sub subscribe to the channel. We're right at 60 on a brand new uh, YouTube channel. We want to get it above 100. Go to the channel and subscribe to it. We'd really appreciate that. We love you. Thank you for being here today. Barrett's going to wrap it up. Let's turn it over to her. Thank you guys for being with me. Amen. Thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Barrett. Amen. So that was our Tuesday Lunch Plus broadcast. Go ahead and share the broadcast if you haven't done it already because it was a powerful one and people that you know need to hear this. It was so good. And we're going to have another one tomorrow. Pastor Brian already talked about it. We're going to be continuing on with this topic. We're going to be staying in 1 Samuel 15 tomorrow. So this is basically part one. Come back tomorrow for part two. And tomorrow... Wednesdays are some of my favorites. First of all, because my husband's going to be back Wednesday, and he's so wonderful. Um, but that's just side note. Um, so I got distracted again. I looked at him. So tomorrow is Food Mash, and I know what Food Mash things are going to happen. I told you about him next, or last week. We are in for a full three-course meal tomorrow with Food Mash, followed by... Oh, what's the Bible one? Oh, Truth Talk is tomorrow. That's what's happening tomorrow, Truth Talk. <laughs> and then after Truth Talk, we are going to be switching it up. I don't have a list for tomorrow. Instead, you're going to have a special episode of Word Sneak with the one and only George Nauer by special request. So it's going to be awesome. Go ahead and share it. And exciting news. This is brand new, hot off the press. This week, this weekend, we are going to have our very First, Holy Spirit weekend here at Boomerang. If you are in Stanley County and you want to be a part of what the Lord is calling us to do, Friday we are going to be having prayer night from 6 p.m. to midnight. Saturday is Soul Saturday, so we've got Fervent Friday, Soul Saturday, and then Sunday is our Holy Spirit service. It's going to be powerful. I'm so excited about it. So if you're able to be a part, we'd love for you as the Lord leads to come and be a part of it. It's going to be great. But right now, we're going to let you go. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We love you so much. We'll see you soon tomorrow, 1145 a.m. See ya. Have a great day. We love you.